Let's do a super quick intro right now for the Side Talks podcast. Uh, it's a podcast about movies. I'm Rachel Morgan. I'm Corey Kraft. What's up, Ding Dongs? Yeah, we're moving quick. I got it in there. Yeah, we got it in there. Uh, whatever. Yeah, let's talk about movies. What's this shit? All right. Quick intro right into the screaming. What can you do? Okay. This is a weird one. Okay. Because I thought I had done this one before, perhaps, and then I wasn't sure, and I was like, I'm going to do it anyway. One of my students was talking about it, and I was just in disbelief that this film exists. Oh, okay. So I'm it's not terribly old. Curious. And I just went and searched for a couple of clips. All right. And I did find a clip, but I'm going to start with the first thing I saw, which I th- which said it was a clip, but everything about it did not read like a film. So I'm not really okay. sure if it is indeed actually a clip, but I'm going to describe it and we'll see where we can get. Maybe it's felt more like a supercut. So it opens up with a, a bunch of people on a, on a, I'm not going to give you the era or the description of what it looks like, but a battlefield running. All right. And uh, there's a little baby being carried on the front of one of the soldiers. Baby. On and the in front. the background is, who can say when or What? Enya playing. This has happened before. <laughs> this song, I mean, Enya's just, just counting money. She's just printing money Absolutely. with this shit. And so a little baby being carried on the front of a soldier who's in a battlefield fighting. Okay. And then it, it the, there's a voiceover. Okay. And that's what I'm saying. I don't know if this is a scene or not, but the voiceover goes on and on about this little baby and shows this little baby growing up and growing up to be a, you know, a, a soldier and a fighter and uh, loving many women. And there's a lot of like a kissing montage with all, all sorts of ladies. Okay. Uh, culminating into him falling in love with one particular lady. Okay. So that's that. And so I jumped out of there because I was like, is this a scene or what is this? It plays out like a montage, but I don't get what this is. But huh. that, it certainly was claimed to be a clip. So I, when I thought this might confuse you because it doesn't feel filmic, I went into a different scene. And this, right. this indeed appeared to be a scene. And so this scene is the same gentleman who was a Apparently at once a baby. Is, it, is the audience getting this or are our listeners getting this? Who was once a baby. Baby grew up into a man. Got it. Yes. This is the grown-up man. And this grown-up man is standing over the one of the women who he landed on here in this montage. Uh-huh. Who's laying in a hospital bed looking very decrepit and sick. Okay. But still beautiful. And he is saying to her something about having to go pick up the kids. And she says something back to him about, well, I thought we were going to do everything together. What do you mean you're going to go pick up the kids? And they have a bit of a back and forth. Uh, The one thing I can tell you is that he's very large. And he is definitely doesn't look to be in the right place. I'll say it that way. Like nothing about his aesthetic looks like it belongs in this hospital. Do you know at all what this is? I'm actually kind of shocked that you haven't guessed it. I really I was like out the gate. You're going to get this one. So, this is a recent film. You're being kind of cagey about the details, like the, I think the it's setting. recent. I think it's recent. Yeah, seems pretty recent. Um, large man, out of place. It seems like there's at least a kind of quirky or attempted comic tone Jeez, uh, to you it. Would th- yeah, I think so. Um, given the Enya, which at this point is kind of ironic, um, is this. This sounds like like a Deadpool or something, but I don't think it's a Deadpool. It's not a Deadpool. I don't know if it's if there are any other sort of comic, like X Men sort of things. I'm about to play 
where I left off for a second. And then if you don't get it from there, you've lost. Okay. And we'll give you a little bit more of a chance because my description was odd. But it's an odd, it's an odd thing happening here. Every time you use it, it's draining all of your mortal strength, leaving your body unable to fight. Oh, the what the fuck? Oh, it's Thor Love and Thunder. <laughs> Ding, 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 ding. I just saw this fucking movie. I forgot so the Inya thing have, was in that. I have and, to ask you, was uh-huh. this montage in the film or is yeah. this? Oh, shit. Yeah. This thing is terrible. I mean, it's really, really bad. Yeah, this is a bad movie. Okay. It's well, you got. Movie. I feel like he got it because that wasn't even giving anything away. It was just like. That's true. So, yeah, ding, you got it. Oh, man. Yeah. Okay. You so disappointed in yourself. This is one of the few Marvel movies that really, really doesn't work. Oh, one it's, of the few? Yeah, one of the... Okay, hilarious. Uh, but yes, in my opinion, yes. Um, it's... it's Yeah, the jokes don't land. It's all just kind of weird. Oh, it's bad. There's a weird tonal mis- mishmash. Natalie Portman's character is afflicted with cancer. Um, so she like yields his hammer to become the mighty Thor. Or some shit to slow the, um, well, it makes her strong, but it actually doesn't slow the progression of her cancer. As the voice uh, that you just played there, Chris Hemsworth yeah. as Thor, is explaining to her that his hammer is actually draining her life force. But there's a you know a bad guy played by Christian Bale who needs to be stopped. Oh so, man! So you know. It's not. It's not a good movie. You're right to sigh and and rub your temples yeah. about it. It's yeah. it's not good, unfortunately. Yeah. Thor: Love and Thunder. I can't believe that I didn't remember that dumb. The India dumb montage. montage. Yeah. Very well, dumb. Maybe you blocked it. Self protect protection. You know. Yeah. Didn't wasn't into the movie in theaters. I yeah. uh, haven't rewatched it since. And now a look at what we're watching this week. Okay, well, I'm going to tell you right now what I've been watching. All right. Because I've actually been watching a lot of things. I don't want to spend a lot of time with any of them, though. I'm just going to kind of run down a list very, very quickly. And I'm going to tell you that I've seen the menu. Oh, yeah, me too. I liked it. It was very good. Uh, It has a a couple of of jaw droppers in it that I really appreciated. I liked it a lot as well. Yeah, overall, it's a pretty traditional structure. I I had fun fun at the movies when I wanted to go see it. So there's that. I I was on a plane recently, Uh uh, on several planes, actually. And so I've seen many films on the plane, as I do. One of which was Val, the Val Kilmer doc. Yeah, that's a pretty good movie. Thought it was really good. Uh, came away from it thinking, well, if if this was propaganda, it worked. Seems like a pretty solid guy. Yeah. Like him a lot and enjoyed the film a lot. And cool. some of that footage of, you know, you just get to see Sean Penn's little butt. Mm-hmm. You know, some good, there's some good Kevin Kevin Bacon's butt. We've all seen it before, but you get to see it again in all its glory. Hanging out with the boys on the set yeah. of Top Gun. There's some really fun behind the scenes footage because it's all, this, this entire documentary revolves around the fact that Val Kilmer sort of started running around with a video camera when he was very young and, and really recorded everything. And you're getting to see some of the highlights of, of mm-hmm. his life and, and what he's recorded. So it's a lot of fun. Uh, there's a, of course, the um, island of, Dr. Moreau. Yeah. And, All that and shit. so um, Marlon Brando hanging out in the hammock. There's some crazy stuff. Yeah. So we're, we're seeing. And then there's a couple of absolute pieces of shit that I want to share with All you. All right. One of which is called Christmas Swap. Uh, well, which is that sounds pretty I, I amazing. Want, I want to talk wrong? about it for a second. It's a Hallmark film, and I want to uh, talk about it for a second because I want to warn everybody. Should you happen to be going out around the Christmas season? And shopping 
Uh, this could be really any time, but especially if there are Christmas trees and ornaments around. And while you're shopping, if you happen to make a wish to be somebody else, <laughs> let's say, you know, I'm just thinking in your head, I really wish I had a life like fill in the blank. Be careful. Because if while you're doing that, you happen to reach up for a Christmas ornament that is two candy canes connected to one another, and at the same time, somebody else on the other side of the tree is also wishing for something, and you both grab the candy cane ornament at the same time, it will cause you to then swap into the other person's Oh, body. no! I never Watch even out. considered that please, as a possibility. Please be careful. Don't go grabbing for a candy cane ornament, making wishes. Somebody else might do the same thing, and then you're swapped. And it's really, it's tough. Well, folks, it's really important to remember that this holiday season. You can never be too careful. Really, really tough. Yeah, and, you know, you end up in... All kinds of shenanigans, mm, right? Mm-hmm. Including, well, I mean, I was going to say including, but everybody, every woman and every heterosexual woman in every Hallmark film is married to a gay man. So that's just out the gate what's going to happen <laughs> to you, okay? So, you know, that's, I'm not saying that's a bummer. Like I'm not making any kind of comments. W- I don't know. You got to tell me. I don't, okay, I don't know. All right. So that do, that happens. And in this particular instance, one of them is a, is a singer at a uh, diner. I'm not really sure how that works. Mm. But her boss, Stan, is a boy, oh boy, he really keeps her in line. Um, I scream scream the name Stan every time he came on the screen because he he was a fucking bummer. So Christmas swap, and there's a bunch of these. There's a a bunch of body swap things going on, which which brought me to the point of asking, actually, my girlfriend asked, was Freaky Friday the first one? The original 70s, was that the first time this body swap thing happened? Because it has really set up a lot of fodder for films to come. And Hallmark has got a whole series of, of these. I actually don't know the answer yeah, to that question. That's, that's worthy of investigation. Would be an interesting one. So there's that bullshit. Then there's the bullshit that is the Michael Keaton Jack Frost, not the evil <laughs> snowman. Yeah, and, this movie is terrible. Oh, and it opens up with a dad band who are like rocking out to a Christmas song. And are going to get signed. Watch out. Watch out. Watch out. Because they're that fucking good. He's shredding. Michael Keaton is shredding. And Absolutely. he's got a harmonica. And it's like Blues Hammer from Ghost World. And he's it's like <laughs> all white dudes like really singing Christmas blues. And they are on the edge of getting of just breaking into the music industry. It's going to happen for them. And man, oh man, it does it ever. Right. But then really family's more important than rocking out to Christmas songs. Of just course. so you know. I don't need to go a whole lot further with this. You should see this one on your own if you haven't already. But I do want to tell you the lesson that I learned from this film. And it comes in the form of a quote. And that is, Snow Dad is better than No Dad. Oh, my God. That's what I've been watching. If a snowman came at me singing and dancing, I'd go after him with a, a hairdryer or something. I can't abide that. Corey, that thing's got to melt. Don't make me say it again. Snow Dad is better than No Dad. Well, I guess if those are my options. Uh, I screamed on the plane, by the way. I, I screamed out on the plane. <laughs> I bet your fellow passengers were delighted. Everybody else didn't hear me because they were all watching Maverick. Oh, of course. <laughs> or Minions. One of the two. Every I swear to God, if you get on a plane and you have a dick, you have to watch Maverick or Minions. There's no other fucking option. I'd find something else. <laughs> I'd find something else. All right. Uh, so I want to tell you about four five-star excellent movies that I've seen right. recently, two of which are new releases, two of which are very much not. Let's hear uh, it. I'll start with the new releases. Um, I loved 
the Fablemans, the new Steven Spielberg film yeah. starring Michelle Williams. We knew you were going to. Yeah, that seems like, again, very in my wheelhouse. Um, it is Spielberg's sort of autobiographical coming-of-age story about a young man gaining an interest in film and learning how to utilize the camera. Um, at the same time, his parents' marriage uh, is falling apart. And uh, his parents, uh, Michelle Williams and Paul Dano, uh, give two of the be- the year's best performances, um, which is, I suppose, unsurprising. Uh, M- Michelle Williams in particular uh, just knocks it out of the park. Uh, so, what else is new? Yeah, uh, Spielberg directing those great actors it resulted in a great movie, it turns out. Um, not doing super well at the box office, I guess because people don't like great movies. Also, um, shocker, everybody. Corey liked the new Spielberg film. I know, I know, but Can still. Can you believe it? Uh, it's only because my man Steve keeps knocking him out of the fucking park. Yeah. Yeah, no. he's great. Uh, the other one is a small, a smaller release with a much smaller profile. It was not directed at, by the most successful film director on the planet, right. for instance. Um, it is a debut feature from our friends at A24, and it is playing right now at the Sidewalk Cinema, though as of this release, I think you've sadly missed your opportunity you to see Charlotte Wells' After Sun, which is amazing. Landing on a lot of the best films of the year list. Deservedly. You should definitely see it. If you miss it at Sidewalk, don't let that happen again. Yeah, yeah. Watch out. Sidewalkfest.com. Keep up with what we're showing, folks. Uh, After Sun is this lovely, small, very subtle, very quiet, but devastating yeah. uh, movie about uh, a late 90s vacation to a resort in Turkey. Uh, a young girl goes with her father, uh, who's played by Paul Meskel, of, um, recently of God's Creatures. Right. Um, he is a loving, attentive father. They have a connection, clearly, this father and daughter. But what the daughter does not notice during this vacation is that her father is really going through some stuff. Right. Um, and it is a portrait of sort of the man that this daughter never knew as we flash forward to an adult version of the character um, looking back at fuzzy old um, digital video camera footage um, to fill in gaps in her memory as she tries to remember um, what her father was like. Um, the movie does wonders with implication, right? Sure. It doesn't spell a whole lot out for the audience. And yet, if you are an attentive viewer, um, this thing pays off spectacularly. Um, uh, truly, truly, like shockingly assured feature debut from this writer-director, Charlotte Wells. Um, really a masterpiece. Lots of awards in her future, I would imagine. I would and imagine. based on her actual life story, am I correct? Yes. Uh, okay. Another autobiographical right. feature. Um, and uh, I just want, I want to quickly spotlight uh, the two older uh, great movies that I've watched recently. I've watched a lot of really great movies recently, um, trying to fill in some, again, long-standing blind spots. So I've been watching a lot of movies from the director John Ford, because I again am I'm not actually a father, but I have the taste of a dad, and I've been right. you know I you love do. westerns. Um, so I've watched a lot of John Ford movies, but the John Ford movie that stands out the most as being just an incredible work 
is not actually a Western. It's the film from 1941, uh, How Green Was My Valley, the winner of the Academy Award for Best Picture. It beat Citizen Kane, so people are kind of salty about that. But... It's yeah, a it wonderful movie. No, it, may it be, shouldn't. But have. That shouldn't have happened. It shouldn't have. A wonderful movie, kind of an all timer in its own way. A portrayal of this Welsh mining village um, and the sort of um, labor uh, strikes that affect this family who's just trying to make it and just keep getting um, just kind of yeah. punched in the dick by the powers that be. Uh, I hope you have the dick draw out. Sure. Oh, yeah. Um, a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful movie. John Ford, one of the greatest filmmakers of all time. And then for something completely different, uh, and this is the only sort of reference we're, I guess, making to this, at least during this recording. Recently, the sight and sound list um, of the 100 yeah. best features yeah. of all time was released. It's released once a decade. Uh, so this is the updated list. It's the first it. time it was updated Love since. It. 2012 and the shocking uh news the headline was that um a film from 1975 uh called jean dealman uh 23 key to commerce uh 1080 uh brussels from chantal ackerman was named the best film of all time wow uh so i have never yeah. seen jean dealman um, it has kind of a reputation of being yes, avant-garde, um, kind of difficult. It's quite long, almost three and a half hours. So I sat down to finally fill in that blind spot. After all, if um, critics in aggregate are calling it one of the best movies of all time, not not the, one of the best movies of all time, the, the best. best movie of all time. Speaking of I Citizen to, Kane getting bumped out. Yeah, bumped to number three. Oh, um, so I sat down Orson. to watch Jean Dielman and then three and a half hours later, I have to say, like, I don't know if this is the best movie of all, all time, yeah. but it's not a ridiculous suggestion. Right. It certainly deserves to be in the conversation. This movie's amazing. Yeah. Um, it is deliberately sort of monotonous, right? That's kind of sure. the point. It is a profile of a housewife. She does have one, you know, more specific thing about her and that she occasionally turns tricks right. um, and has a sort of uh, one man a day uh, come to her apartment and pay for sex. Um, but we'd never see that um, it really focuses on the otherwise monotonous routine that she finds herself in as a housewife as well, not a housewife as a mother, right. a single mother keeping up a house uh, and caring for her teenage son, who's just kind of an obnoxious uh, dude. And um, what we have are kind of long static shots, an unmoving camera depicting this character go through her daily routine, which makes it all the more impactful eventually when that routine starts to fray a little sure. bit and we can observe um, deviations in the routine that snowball into something quite unexpected and powerful. Um, first Ackerman film I've seen, um, but obviously Jean Dielman owes uh, or a lot of films owe a debt of gratitude sure. to Jean Dielman. I didn't realize how influential this yeah, thing yeah. is like Michael Hanukkah. His whole thing is lifted from this. I got big, um, big um, shades of like cachet um, or some of other uh, like funny games in, right. in a weird way. Right, right, right. Um, 
I mean, this movie is just, it's a, it's masterful and definitely exciting that people are going to, um, be inspired to see it like I was because of this list. Uh, again, if you don't think it's the best movie of all time, fair enough, right? I don't think that, you know, this list necessarily, it, it hasn't carved anything in stone. Um, the best movie of all time is still probably Citizen Kane. I don't care what any list says. Uh, but boy, oh boy, is this a great one. And I'm happy that people are going to be checking it out. Can you give us some in y'all on the way out? No problem. Because why not? I mean, that song gets used every two seconds, so let's use it here. If it's good enough for the Lord of the Rings, the Fellowship of the Ring, to end with an Inya song, it's good enough for us, by God. good enough to accompany Thor, Love, and and Thunder in a montage, it's good enough for us. Inya needed a new bathtub. The remodeling costs were getting a little intense, so... She was like, yeah, you can have it. If it's good enough to accompany a sick Charlize Theron as she talks to Keanu Reeves through a car window, why not? It really does keep coming up. Oh, man. Well, this is the Side Talks podcast where your own personal cinematic Courtney Love and Olivia Rodrigo. Oh, yeah. They were taking shots at each other. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. Okay. Courtney, my girl. Courtney accused Olivia of copying a whole album cover without permission. Uh-huh. Olivia quickly jumped on social media and responded, love you and live through this. So, and there are that many O's, so much. Okay. To which Courtney replied, you're welcome. My favorite florist is in Notting Hill, London. DM me for deets. I look forward to reading your note. <laughs> Leave it to Courtney. She gonna bring it every damn time. That's that's really funny. I mean, every damn time. Let's also just take a moment, as long as we're talking about Courtney Love, to remember that she called out Harvey Weinstein decades before anybody else did. Do you remember this? I don't. So on the red carpet, and, I, and if you haven't if you haven't seen this, uh-huh. Google it and look for it. If you have if you have seen it, now is a good time to revisit it because we should be revisiting it once every six months. But on the red carpet, somebody says, "What advice do you have for young women who are coming to Hollywood?" And she leans in and says, "If Harvey Weinstein asks you to come back to his hotel room, don't do it." Do you think she uh, and Rose McGowan were friends at that time? Probably. Yeah. I mean, probably. But I guess it was just. Like one of those open secrets. Yeah. Well, it wasn't a secret when Courtney's got a microphone. <laughs> Y'all, she's nuts, man. She's balls out, badass. Courtney be telling it left and right. Anyway, that is it for the podcast today. Harvey Who Weinstein, what's he up to these days? That's my song to Harvey. Um. Who can <laughs> I can say. Uh, oh, fuck you, you, dude. To Boutwell Studios. Uh, for putting these episodes together. Thank you very much, Brad. You're welcome. Sidewalkfest.com for showtimes at Sidewalk Film on the social medias. Follow us. uh, Visit that website. You can see what we're doing at the cinema. Uh, Come see a movie with us. Bye. Bye. Batwell Studios Podcast Division. Your words, our expertise.